Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. 10.06 WTIC News Talk 1080. This is the Will Marotti Show. Will Marotti, your host, Matt Sorois, our wonderful producer, engineer at the Master Control Panel, our Master of Ceremonies, guiding the timing and tempo of the program. Taking your calls, 860-522-9842. Joining us on the hotline, a regular Tuesday guest, are always very happy to welcome the former managing editor of the Journal Inquirer, uh, Chris Powell. Chris always has uh, good good things to talk about because he writes a lot. And um, Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Will. Hey, uh, I'm looking at, let me just tell you this, this, this I want to set the story for something that you have written with a story that just came out uh, yesterday. This is from a, uh, a YouGov, the uh, polling folks. Uh, the majority of adults say that transgender athletes should compete in sports in accordance with their biological sex. The report found that 53% of adults felt somewhat or very strongly about transgender athletes competing in not their biological category. Uh, I'm surprised it's not uh, it's not stronger than that. I'm surprised it's not uh, 80%. But but Cyril's a majority, and you've got uh, a, a, one of your latest writings here talking about uh, uh, pronouns, <laughs> avoiding, avoiding the pronoun thing. And, and I think it's part of the whole, our world is really confused right now um, with f- trying to figure out what pronoun you should be called. What's, uh, what, how did we get here, Chris? Uh, <laughs> I'll, I, I'll attribute it to the corruption of prosperity. It's like we don't have enough to do. Um, uh, I, but you know we do have enough to do. I mean, there's some very serious problems in the in the country. I mean, there's poverty, the you know collapse of uh, of education, um, you know, lack of housing, that kind of stuff. Uh, so we're worried about uh, you know men uh, you know desiring to participate in women's sports and people who want to uh, impersonate the other sex, uh, wanting their own special pronouns. Uh, it's uh, it's it's all delusional, but uh, I, I think it's delusional because uh, our prosperity has has corrupted us. We're basically living off the rest of the world because we uh, can issue the world reserve currency and we mm-hmm. can force the rest of the world to uh, to buy our bonds. Uh, so we basically are are consuming far more than we produce for for the world. And you know we have we have time to wander off on all these. Uh, extravagant uh, oddities 
I mean, I shared a story last week about a uh, true story, I think it was in, in somewhere down south, that a woman, 90-year-old woman who's been going to the same YMCA for 35 years because they have a pool. So, you know, when uh, YMCA's, that, YMCA's that have pool are usually co-ed kind of environments. And uh, the woman in her 80s had been going to this place for years, and, and she was in taking a shower after swimming. And she, she heard what she thought to be the voice of a man, a very deep voice. And so she, she looked where, from where it was coming, the, in, the, in the stall next to her. She just peeked over and saw that what looked to be more much like a, like a man in a woman's bathing suit. And, and right across from where that man in the woman's bathing suit were three or four younger girls taking off their bathing suits. And so the woman, the woman very boldly said to the guy, I'm, this is what exactly I'm quoting. I'm not making this up. The woman said, do you have a penis? <laughs> At this point, the, uh, the transgender person started yelling at the woman. The woman started yelling back. And they had to call the police. There were some that wanted to have this, 90, uh, this 80-year-old woman banned from the Y. And I'm like, if, if I had a three- or four-year-old daughter, and there was a, a, a man in the shower who, who whatever, I, I, I throw no stones here, believes they're a, a woman, I would be really upset about that. I would be, like, crazily upset about that. But, but then I would, be, I would be accused for being wrong. I, I mean, it, it just seems like we're so confused and so upside down. I mean, where is it going to end? Well, the, the political left or large elements of it uh, in uh, this country now have... Uh, uh, decided to <clears throat> challenge uh, traditional uh, gender privacy. Uh, they, they've decided to uh, really to have, to uh, pretend that gender has been eliminated at all. I mean, you saw the uh, <clears throat> Supreme Court confirmation uh, hearings for the the latest judge we have on on, on the court. Uh, <laughs> she 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 said she didn't have any idea what a woman is. Uh, yeah, yeah. She couldn't. Uh, you know, it's all, it's all, 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 all pretense. And uh, at some point, you you just got to stop, uh, just got to stop playing ball, ball with it. I mean, look, I've, <laughs> I've always wanted to be a baseball star, Will, and uh, <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I was okay, sure. you know, with with the, uh, with the softball stuff. But I, I want to, you know, go back to say little league. Uh, where, where I struck out in my only appearance, and I figured, you know, hey, look, you're 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 as old as you feel, right? So I right. I, I, I want to feel, you know, 12 years old again, and I want to go back and pay, play with the uh, with the 12-year-olds, and uh, you know, I'll show them. Uh, you know, I'll be uh, a, a lot better on a relative basis yes. than I ever was, and uh, uh, you know, why can't I think myself, uh, you know, to be 50 or 60 years younger sure. than I am? Uh, uh, if it, if this is all, you know, gender is a state of mind, if, you know, then let age be a state of mind. And then, you know, we have no classifications for anything anymore. The, you know, what we're doing now is essentially the the repeal of, you know, Title IX of the Civil Rights Act of, sure. you know, what was it, 74 or something mm -hmm. like that, mm -hmm. uh, which has been construed to require equal opportunity for, for women and uh and government-sponsored sports, um, but now we're, we're we're putting men back into uh, into women's sports. Uh, we're effectively repealing uh, Title IX, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know why uh, more women in the United States are. I know where are the feminists. Uh, where are the feminists screaming? Stuff? 
that that this is an outrage that we're letting biological men compete with women. Maybe it's because they all share signs at the same rallies, and so they feel like they can't speak out against it now. But I mean, I'm I'm stunned that feminists aren't lining up in mass, demanding that there be a a third category for transgender athletes. I cannot believe that. Well, and the the women who 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 do protest uh, this transgenderism in sports. They're being vilified. I mean, yeah. J.K. Rowling and, and yeah. others who, uh, yeah. who who say no, uh, you know, men can't be women. Uh, they're 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 denounced and threatened. Well, you know, <laughs> this is a pretty good tactic of the political left. It's uh, it's just thuggery. How far do we think? Talking with Chris Powell from the Journal Enquirer, how far do we think we can progress as a nation if we consistently throw common sense out the window? Uh, well, I don't know that we're, you know, progressing now or have been progressing for uh, for a few years. Uh, look, the uh, uh, the Democratic Party in Connecticut is is fully aboard the, you know, transgenderism movement. Uh, uh, you know, we <clears throat> we are we've got a law, excuse me, law that r- requires uh, schools to uh, respect people's gender identity as opposed to their biological gender. Um, uh, you know, it's it's nonsense, but uh, people are too scared to, uh, and people know that it's nonsense, but right, most right. people are too bad, too too scared to speak out against it. It's you know, it's like the emperor's new clothes. Well, I, I know, I know, there's an intrinsic sense that something's not right, you know. But again, to your point, people for whatever reason they're afraid to be labeled. Uh, I mean, listen, I don't, I don't, I don't feel bad. I'm not, I'm not feeling like hard-hearted i don't think anybody wakes up in the morning who's a guy and says i want to be a girl or vice versa i know there's a struggle there and i and i feel badly i i my my heart goes out to people that struggle with that but the point is your your rights end where my rights begin so don't force me you want to call yourself i don't care what pronoun you want to use yourself but don't force me to do something that i believe is completely wrong don't force yeah, me no, to say. Nobody's saying that uh, you know men should be prohibited from dressing up uh, or import, impersonating uh, women, and and vice versa. I mean, nobody's saying that uh, anybody with gender dysphoria should be uh, described or d- denied uh, employment rights and anything Absolutely. like that. You know, they can they can live their lives as they want to sure. live their lives, sure. but uh, there there's certain uh, zones where they should not be permitted to. Uh, uh, to change things just to suit suit them and uh, very limited uh, limited subjects as in uh, you know washroom uh, uh, privacy and, uh, and 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 sports uh, competitive sports uh, but you know other than that you know fine you 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 want to uh, act as if you're you know something else uh, you know go ahead as long as the intent is not to defraud anybody financially you know no, nobody's nobody's uh, uh being anti-libertarian here we're, we're right, talking right. about uh you know bathrooms and uh and 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 competitive sports yeah yeah well i don't know i don't know where where it's going to turn or where it's going to end but talk to me a little bit about uh i didn't realize this two state insurance companies uh, health insurance companies have been looking for a rate increase of about 20 percent and I, I don't know how that's justified, but apparently they, they didn't do good enough in COVID. I don't know what, what the problem is. Um, but you, 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 you kind of see it as a hidden tax that people are, you know, and, and I know this from, you know, I'm, I'm in charge of, 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 of a fairly large not-for-profit. Man, we're constantly ch- shopping for health insurance and having to change every couple of years because it seems like you can't escape the rate hikes. 
and it becomes such a huge you know line item in your budget you just got to try to suppress it as much as you can how do they justify these the 20 percent increase i mean it, that's insane what are they talking about well i uh, suspect the uh, the rate increases probably are justified will for uh, the basic reason that the, the government has uh, vastly inflated uh, the cost of medical care and vastly, yeah. thereby vastly inflated the, uh, the cost of medical insurance. I mean, in the first place, we had the general inflation problem. The government reports the inflation rate as being 9%. If you yeah. calculate it as it was calculated 20 or 30 years ago, uh, the inflation rate is really closer to 20%, yeah, which happens see? to be yeah. what those two insurance companies wanted for their, their rate increase. Uh, mm-hmm. Secondly, in, uh, in, in Connecticut, uh, we have an enormous hidden tax on, uh, on hospitals in, in, in Connecticut. Uh, it's, it's like the gross receipts tax we have on, uh, on oil mm-hmm. products. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a, a hidden sales tax that never gets uh, uh, reported on, uh, on, on hospital bills. <clears throat> this tax is levied on all the hospitals in, in Connecticut uh, vastly increase increases their their cost, and what do they do? They they pass the uh, the burden sure. along to sure. uh, their paying customers, uh, who usually have insurance, and so the bill gets passed along to the insurance companies. Mm-hmm. Um, the state of Connecticut has extracted hundreds of millions of dollars from the hospitals with this hidden tax over the last ten years. And is now just beginning to gradually reduce the uh, uh, the tax and uh, increase the state's reimbursement for uh, to hospitals for their care of, of welfare patients. But still, uh, it's estimated that this year uh, the state will be taxing hospitals by about fifty million dollars more than it is reimbursing them for uh, the care of uh, of welfare patients. Now, where where does this? Uh, this money actually get paid from it. Get paid, it gets paid from the insurance companies because yeah. that's where the, the the bills of the paying patients get uh, get get passed along to. Um, the hospital association also notes that there is a gross underpayment uh, by uh, by the state for welfare patients compared to Medicare patients. Uh, state really pays only about half the cost, the real cost of treating. Uh, welfare patients uh, requires the hospitals to eat the rest. Well, you know they don't eat the rest; they pass it along to their paying patients, sure. who in turn pass it along to their their insurers. Um, state government is uh, state representative Kimberly Fiorello uh, wrote in an essay in the uh, in the Hearst papers uh, this week. Uh, also, uh, uh, mandates more than sixty ver- sixty benefits uh, that insurance medical insurance has to cover. Now, this increases costs as well. Uh, I I would. Uh, uh, assert that uh, the, uh, the, the the most of the increase, if not all the increase in medical insurance in recent years, has been a a function of government policy trying to hide government's welfare costs mm-hmm. uh, in uh, in medical bills, mm-hmm. and we never see it. I mean, we go to the store and we see sales tax at the bottom of the receipt, and sure. when we when we pump gas at the uh, at the pump, we know there's a there's state <clears throat> there's a state and a federal tax in there, but uh, when we uh, when we get our medical insurance bills, you know, we don't know that a huge amount of those bills are are really government cost shifting. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no reason why uh, medical <clears throat> hospital patients should uh, should be paying particularly for for welfare patients and 
in hospitals. The only reason why we have this cost shifting is because it's so easy for the government right, to right. hide its welfare costs in, in insurance bills. Uh, uh, you know, this, this should be a, 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 a cost that is borne generally by the tax system, but state government does not want us to know just how heavy uh, its tax burden is. So it, it hides taxes in a number of places where we can never find out, uh, you know, in our ordinary da- daily lives that they're there. And this is what's happened with the uh, with the medical insurance bills. You know, a 20% increase in, uh, in insurance, I suspect, is... Is, is is totally to be expected considering the cost shifting the government does. And again, my, my question, where does it end, right? I mean, it, it, we just can't, I, although maybe we can, we just cannot continue to raise these prices for people, particularly working folks, you know, with the middle class getting hammered with even this in, Inflation Reduction Act nonsense. The taxes are going up for the middle class. We hired we hired 87,000 IRS agents. Guess what? Those audits are going to be on middle class people just as well as wealthy people. Uh, it, inflation it just, it's a, is the easiest way for government government to uh, yeah, to raise yeah, money. It's, yeah. it's hard to raise taxes, especially mm-hmm. it's hard to raise taxes that are visible. Sure. But if if government overinflates the uh, the money supply and uh, uh, starts uh, spending the extra money it gains uh, by uh, by inflation by inf- inflating the money supply, then uh, mm-hmm. then people don't know where it's coming from. Where is the inflation coming from? You know, the the governor and the congressman are running around Connecticut right now, passing out all sorts of goodies and announcing, mm-hmm. you know, new projects being paid for by right. the state or federal governments. That's where your inflation is coming from. Right, right. And, and, you're paying and, for and it then, by, you know, through your, your medical insurance. You're paying for it at the grocery store. You're sure. paying for it at the gas pump. Uh, but, you know, you don't think it's a tax. Well, it is a tax. And that's what that's what we need mass outcry by people. The only And the only tool we have is the vote. I mean, we don't have anything else. We don't have... We don't have our own lobbyists. We have nothing else. We, all we can do is vote these scoundrels out of office. All right, real quick, I, I, I wanted to get to this last week. I didn't, and it's probably too quick now. But there's a story that hit the web last night, legitimate news story. Uh, several commented on it this morning. Uh, you know, the, the Biden White House has been saying consistently, we knew nothing about the Mar-a-Lago raid. We knew nothing about what was going on. It was entirely the Department of Justice, so and so, so forth. Not true. Not true. Now there's, there's, we've got conversations between Deputy Counsel of the White House and the FBI and DOJ. Now it seems like not only was the White House involved, involved they may have been guiding this. So going back to something you wrote last week, persecution won't prevent Trump's return as president. I know you're not a Trump fan. I know a lot of people aren't Trump fans. I'm not a, a fan of Trump's behavior. I'm a fan of Trump's policies. What do you What do you mean by that, Chris? That persecution won't prevent Trump's return as president? Well, because the Mar-a-Lago raid has rebuilt Trump's support within the Republican Party because they they see it as a a matter of, of persecution. They see it as uh, something that was uh, unfair. Uh, and to a certain extent, I think it, it was. Look, you know, Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton, they they violated the you know security laws. They sure. they told lies. I mean, uh, and they were they were they weren't prosecuted. Well, okay, who are we prosecuting? We're, we're prosecuting the the Republican who took some documents home with them. I mean, Hillary Clinton compromised all sorts of documents, and she got a pass. So you know, the Republicans fairly see this as hypocrisy by the Democrats, and there's a a lot of hypocrisy about it. Uh, you know, you could put Trump in jail; he could still run for president. Eugene V. Debs, 
the labor leader, uh, was in jail for opposing the draft in uh, 1920. He was a Socialist Party candidate for president. He got 3.4 percent of the vote. He said that if he was elected, he'd pardon himself. And I'm sure Trump is. He was in jail idea. and he ran. Yeah, yeah, he was in the Atlanta Federal Penitentiary in the only, 1920 election. Only Chris Powell would know this. Vote. Only Chris Powell would know this. Well, I, again, the whole thing, you know, you say the Republicans see this hypocrisy. I think a lot of independent people see this hypocrisy, particularly now when this starts coming out, if it leaks out among the, um, the mainstream, that, that they not only did they not did they know about it, they were involved in it. They were guiding it. There's a lot of about presidential uh, 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 what's the, t- oh, gosh, I can't think of the term now, uh, executive privilege. There's a lot of executive privilege here that has, was, was, was backed up and canceled to be able to pull this stuff off. Now, what president is ever going to feel safe about talking to anybody about anything, knowing that the next guy up can take, strip his pres- uh, his executive privilege and put it out there for everybody to see. It's going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess. And I, and I, I don't know how it's going to turn out, but I think somebody should be held responsible for it because it's wrong. Well, <laughs> politics is hypocrisy, I'm afraid, Will, yeah. and uh, we're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Chris, always a pleasure. Chris Powell, uh, Journal Inquirer, keep up the good work, and, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much. Thank you, Will. Bye-bye. Okay. All right, take a break. We're going to come back. 1035, a career prosecutor, U.S. attorney, coming up to talk about this, this story that President Trump's executive privilege was basically trampled upon. This thing was this thing is a setup, guys. I'm telling you, this was a total setup by the White House and the DOJ, and it's all because they're afraid that Trump will run and potentially win. We'll talk about that when we get back. Uh, you don't want to miss this next segment. This is going to be a very informative segment by someone who knows the law, who knows the law, practiced law his entire life, prosecuted his entire life. And, and you don't want to miss it coming up. So stay with us. We're going to have a couple commercials. We'll go to the news. And then we'll be back with David X. Sullivan and this, I think, blockbuster story that not only did the, the White House know about Mar-a-Lago, they were involved. They were guiding. We'll talk about it when we return. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 
All right, welcome back. It's 1039. Um, you know, I, I've been saying all along that when the, the news about the uh, Russian collusion story became evident, the news being that um, we had a situation where uh, for two years we were led to believe that there was this, uh, this dossier that was uh, produced that helped uh, the uh, Justice Department get FISA warrants to do surveillance on the Trump team. And then for two years we were led to believe there was this gigantic Russian collusion plot between President Trump and Russians. And then we find out it's all made up as fake. It wasn't true at all. And then we saw the Hillary Clinton email scandal, and, and that got brushed under the table. And no, no reasonable prosecutor, as James Comey told us, no reasonable prosecutor would take action against something like this when, when it was clearly violation of classified documents, not to mention a, 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 a non-classified server in their house in New York. All that's happening, and then we see, of course, impeachment one, impeachment two. And, and why should we doubt the Justice Department? Why should we doubt what's going on? Now we find less than a story that, and that is in direct contradiction to the White House claims, the President Biden claims, that they knew nothing about the Mar-a-Lago raid, that they weren't involved at all. This is a totally a Justice Department procedure, and, and now we find out maybe not so fast. Joining us now... A, a, a lawyer, a federal prosecutor with 30 years of experience, a former assistant United States attorney right here in the District of Connecticut. He has litigated hundreds of civil and criminal cases. We're happy to have Sullivan joining us. Dave, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Will. It's always a pleasure. Tough to follow Chris Powell, but it is a pleasure. <laughs> yes. uh, let, let me ask you, so I'm just going to jump into this because I, I, I know that this 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 story probably will not get the attention in the mainstream media that it deserves. So you know people will be hearing it here for the first time and maybe the only place here. Um, why why would I mean the White House has said consistently the press secretary President President Biden has said they weren't involved in this. I know this is conjecture on your part, but you've done this so long with so many cases. Why do you suppose the White House would have wanted to be involved in this? Uh, DOJ raid at Mar-a-Lago? Well, you know, that's really difficult because, you know, I think a lot of people would say that this is politically motivated, and the optics certainly suggest that. Mm -hmm. uh, John Solomon's story uh, that he broke yesterday, last evening, suggests that uh, there was White House involvement with uh, Deputy Legal Counsel communicating with the Department of Justice as early as April on this, and uh, the National Archives apparently had notified President Trump's lawyers um, of this activity in May. So I, I think it's, it's not a secret to those that are involved. But, um, okay. you know, the question of whether or not President Trump can waive President, well, whether President Biden can waive President Trump's executive privilege is really outrageous. I know that they're citing Nixon versus, uh, you know, uh, GSA, which uh, mm -hmm. really was a different records-keeping statute um, and really not applicable and certainly distinguishable. But um, the fact that President Biden is saying he had no knowledge is really like saying he had no knowledge of Hunter Biden's, you know, uh, sure. business involvement, sure. that if you get the vaccines, you won't get COVID and so on and so forth. Uh, and it goes all the way back to plagiarism at Syracuse Law School. 
I mean, well, let's talk about this for a minute because I don't I don't want to assume that everybody understands this. Right. To explain to us what the nature of executive privilege is and how would it be possible by the nature of what it is, how would it be possible for a, a president after the one who has executive privilege? How could they possibly waive that? I mean, what would what would the process be? So tell well, us, talk to us know, first that, about executive privilege. That, that, that's that's a law school class right there. Well, I mean, oh, presidents okay. enjoy, enjoy executive privilege, um, you know, that protects their writings. Uh, mm-hmm. Not everything that they do um, is necessarily open to the public. I mean, they have to have some sense of privacy. There sure. has to be the ability to communicate with other people within their administration uh, to uh, effectively govern. And uh, President Biden, by saying essentially that, you know, we're going to waive uh, the Trump executive privilege. Can you imagine if Donald Trump had done that uh, to former President Obama? I mean, this would be the story of the day on every network that doesn't cover Hunter Biden. Every, right. You know. Right. I, I, I mean, I mean it's, it's ludicrous. It's it's unfair. Uh, when when people, you know, television commentators in Connecticut ask Republican candidates, gee, how can things be different in Connecticut? Well, first of all, you have to start treating all the candidates and the incumbents the same way. Um, Dennis House asked every one of the Senate candidates in their individual interviews, if Donald Trump runs, will you support him? Then he asked mm-hmm. them all at their debate. And then he asked Leora Levy again, post-primary mm-hmm. victory. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard anybody asking all our incumbents, which are yeah, all they... Democrats, <laughs> if Joe Biden wants to come and campaign for you. Will you do that? Will you let him? Will you support him if he runs again? I don't hear the same questions being asked of Republicans that are asked of Democrats. And that's part of the problem with this whole process with President Trump. Um, If you defend the process, well, you're pro-Trump. And it's not about that. You know, they executed a search warrant at Mar-a-Lago, which was Mm -hmm. unprecedented. Since we last spoke, looking at the attachments to the warrants, they were so overly broad. I was very disappointed that Merrick Garland, a man that almost went to the United States Supreme Supreme Court, Court, you know, okayed um, Mm -hmm. a warrant application that included all presidentially created documents between the years of 2017 to 2021. That is overly broad. If that had been in a subpoena, the Trump lawyers would have uh, moved to quash it. If that had been in a civil case for, uh, you know, request to produce, Mm -hmm. they would have been objected to as being overly broad. That was casting an extremely wide net in a very unprecedented way. It's very dangerous, and it sets dangerous precedent with future presidents and even with with, with future uh, criminal cases. Well, let's go back. Let's go back to the executive privilege for a second. I mean, okay. I I thought executive privilege was sacrosanct. I, I I I thought it was like untouchable, right? I mean, how how can I mean, it almost it almost destroys the very concept of what it was intended for in terms of executive privilege. You can't. There is no executive privilege, right? I mean, how can somebody just arbitrarily decide that it needs to be waived? Well, again, they're citing uh, Nixon's attempts to do that uh, when he he didn't want all the tapes to be released, saying, you know, the courts were saying, well, you don't really enjoy executive privilege in that way. Now they're saying, well, see, that case is the precedent in which we can go forward and effectively waive President Trump's executive privilege, I guess you could say, on his behalf. Um, It's not much of a legal argument, but, um, you know, it's one that they feel that they can make because nobody holds them accountable for it. Well, you know, we had, we're talking with David X. Sullivan. We had a guest on last week 
who was a former former FBI agent, spent the bulk of his time here in Connecticut in the chief state attorney's office. And and it, and, and it became quite accidentally, it became obvious to him that uh, arrest warrants were being issued based on affidavits, based on information in the affidavit that was being attributed to him that he never said or never did. And was questioning why the FBI was including this. Well, it wasn't just him. It was a number of other agents within the chief state's attorney's office that that, 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 that arbitrarily the FBI was putting stuff in these affidavits that these investigators had not said, had not reported, did not verify, they weren't asked about it. And it was just kind of made up. So... We know the FISA court warrant. Which we know that stuff was 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 not was not accurate. Was not completely uh, truthful because of the the uh, the Steele dossier, the famous Steele dossier. So how can we trust these at this point? How can we trust this warrant, the affidavit leading to the warrant for the search of Mar-a-Lago, when the White House has been consistently lying that they weren't involved when they absolutely clearly were involved? Was it was it Biden that would have to? Make the decision to waive the executive privilege, or was that a is was that a Justice Department move? Who who would make that decision, David? To say, well, you know what, in this case, because of President Nixon, uh, we are not going to respect the executive privilege of Donald Trump. Who makes that call? You know, from my sense, from reading the story that I sent to you, it appears that President Biden essentially delegated the authority uh, to um, the attorneys um, in White House Counsel and at the Department of Justice. Um, to effectively waive President Trump's executive privilege. He, he, he delegated so that he, well, you know, he says the buck stops here like Harry Truman. Nothing has stopped there with him. He wasn't responsible for Afghanistan. He's not responsible for the economy. He's not responsible for anything. Um, but he has no successes either. So he effectively just gave others the ability and the discretion to act in that manner. And, you know, there's a difference between... Biden's involvement and knowledge in what was actually in the application and affidavit in support of that warrant that we haven't seen yet. And typically they're not disclosed until after there's an indictment uh, or a case, you know, is finally dismissed. And even then, if a case is dismissed and never goes forward, they just don't they just conclude their investigation. It may never be seen or disclosed. But again, we're, we're dealing with an unprecedented time. You've executed a warrant at, at a former president's residence. And, you know, Adam Schiff said, well, I'm concerned about the safety of the FBI agents. You know, it reminds me of Die Hard. Welcome to the party, you know, because yesterday another deputy sheriff was, was shot and killed in Oklahoma. Another yes. was injured, you yes. know, and they were executing an eviction notice. Right. I mean, it's been open season on law enforcement for years. Mm-hmm. All you have to do if you're that concerned about a very highly trained FBI agent who's very skilled in, you know, firearms and self-defense is redact the name of the FBI agent, if that's all you're concerned about. Sure, but sure. That, that, that's a very shallow argument when you consider it. Um, there could be a compromise to an investigation. They haven't said criminal investigation, no. which is very interesting. If you're in a grand jury, well, that's certainly not a civil investigation. Right, right. This is a criminal investigation. And uh, President Trump would like to see a special master appointed. Yes. I, I don't think they're going to see that. I right. think this week what you're going to see with the magistrate judge that signed that warrant, he's, he's required the Department of Justice to come back with a redacted version of the application and the affidavit. They will probably come in and redact virtually everything. 
and they'll fight about it after that. But so um, let, let's go back to Nixon for a minute because you mentioned, yeah. and, and I was I was just I was just a, a young boy, <laughs> as you were during the Nixon era, and it was all about the tapes. And and Nixon claimed that he had a an absolute uh, presidential privilege that that could not be taken away by judicial process. It ended up going to the Supreme Court, and it was the Supreme Court that ruled. Correct me if I'm mistaken. It was the Supreme Court that ruled that Nixon had to turn the tapes over, that that privilege didn't exist in the way Nixon was trying to use it. That being the case, why, how, could, how could this happen? How could, how could Biden decide or, or the, the JOJ decide that they were going to strip Trump of executive privilege? It should have gone to the Supreme Court first. Well, I mean, you know, everything's timing. At, at this point, um, this case is really very um, in the early stages. Mm-hmm. I mean, President Trump's going to have an opportunity to, you know, exercise his rights and challenge, you know, the, the legality under the Fourth Amendment of the search. He's going to have an opportunity to get discovery at some point. But, you know, by keeping Donald Trump mired in civil and criminal litigation, whether it be yeah. in New York or federally, you know, it appears uh, that they really want him to be, um, you know, a damaged goods for another presidential run in 2024. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether that happens or not, we'll see. But he he is afforded rights and due process, and God, I hope he gets it. But again, the timing is also key. I thought it was very interesting that the magistrate judge that signed this warrant, and we talked mm-hmm. about this, mm-hmm. and apparently he was Epstein's attorney at one point, mm-hmm. and he had... Uh, you know, recused himself from several of uh, uh, other cases involving Donald Trump, but he felt that he should preside over de- a determination of probable cause for this warrant. He did that, and now he's sort of leaning on the Department of Justice, saying, "No, you've got to do better." Yeah. And um, I think that they should really point out the fact that there appear to be a lot of leaks. I don't know if that's coming from the Biden White House, from the DOJ, or from the FBI. I mean, take your pick. But saying that you know the the records sought involve you know, nuclear programs and everything Mm. else. That is extremely sensitive. And the fact that somebody is out there leaking or Mm -hmm. or planning this information is is outrageous and they should be fired and they should be prosecuted. Mm -hmm. You know, you were talking earlier about the FBI agent who who you interviewed last week who said that there was information contained in an application and affidavit for a warrant that was attributed to him or her. Mm -hmm. And you know, the reality is, welcome to the FISA courts, because a lot of that information was apparently planted mm-hmm. with the media, mm-hmm. um, and then law enforcement took it and cited um, that information being reported by the New York Times or the Washington Post, but it was information that they had planted. Mm-hmm. And there's been no real accountability in that regard yet. So I, I'm still crossing my fingers uh, with, with John Durham's investigation. My understanding is he's still down there. And still, still moving and, forward. David, I, I'm yeah. so sorry to interrupt you. Please forgive me, but sure. believe it or not, we're out of time. We're out ah. of time. We're, we're going to have to have you come back and continue this. We're going to put a semicolon here and have you come back and, and continue this. Uh, I'll, I'll contact you. We'll see when you're available. Because this is well, a huge case. Great. This is a huge case, and, and we need expertise. We need more than than uh, than, than Will Marotti talking about it. So um, we'll get back. Thank you so much for taking time. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. Hey, guys, I'm out of time. I am out of time. Matt has, has rang the bell. The buzzer has gone off. 
and and I and we got to go. So, um, hey, thank you so much for your calls today. A record-setting amen pace, new record today. Thank you to Chris Powell. Thank you to David X. Sullivan. Thank you to all the callers and Matt. As always, outstanding job. God bless you guys. I love you. Enjoy the afternoon, and I will see you tomorrow morning at nine o'clock. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.